Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to another morning edition of the Spark Test. Um, I've actually changed up a little bit how I'm recording right now. I'm going directly through the Anchor app instead of recording into voice memos because apparently I learned that I can just download the Anchor app and record directly into there. Um, I actually don't know what happens after. Hopefully I can just take the audio I have and upload it directly. But yeah, um, gonna gonna do this today. Hopefully, I'll be able to publish it. But I also don't have anything to talk about, as I say every week, and then I end up yapping on about something for twenty five plus minutes. We're like getting back into the time of year when like we finished with the days getting shorter. And now the days are getting a bit longer again, so we're back to the point where the sun is directly behind the traffic light, which I need to see in order to be able to make a left turn. And I physically cannot see this fucking traffic light. Uh, there's a car in front of me, though. I'll just go off of whatever that does. Um, but yeah, we're at a interesting point of the VHL season. Bit of the drama has gone down considerably which is nice i think all of the multis have been caught and sorted out which is nice um i think almost all if not all of those folks except for like the one person who tried to like subvert his punishment i think like everyone else their tp bans are coming to an end so, at least as an updater, it's nice to no longer have to be keeping track of, like, 12 different accounts that all have, like, punishments on them, because they're all basically finished now, but... <sighs> Big yawn. Big yawn. I need some coffee. Or something. Nicotine. Awesome. Um, but yeah, from, from like a straight drama perspective, that's a little gone. Punishments are gone a little bit as well. So it seems like we can actually focus on what's at hand, which are the Sims. And it's a great time for Sims. We're in the playoffs. Um, Stockholm just won the VHLE finals. Props to them. Awesome. I truthfully have no clue about what's going on in the VHLM, but apparently Philly's doing pretty well against Ottawa, which is a little bit of a surprise from the folks over there because everyone thought Ottawa was going to do pretty well. Um, and I know Vegas is playing someone, but I'm truthfully not sure how Vegas is doing. So um, good luck to them. Hopefully they make it past the round. Always going to root for Vegas. Um, and then VHL, Moscow, Malmo, tied 1-1, Vancouver, Calgary, Calgary's, Calgary's up 2-0, which is a bit of a surprise, but, um, seems like Clemasteris is doing a pretty solid job in that, and Calgary folks are scoring, so that's cool. Um, I'm, I'm sure that if Vancouver loses, everyone's going to complain about, ooh, Meta's not, or the people who stand to gain most from the meta are going to say, ooh, meta's not a real concern or anything, but it's still been tested and proven that it's an issue. The last two seasons of the second most TPA team winning out in the regular season is still an issue, um, but every team goes through hot streaks and whatever, so, you know, Moscow got three games on Vancouver in the finals, 
um, and then Vancouver stormed back. So nice to see a 2-0 lead. Vancouver was in the same spot last time. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see if they roar back. Uh, regarding Moscow Malmo, I don't know. I generally last season had a principle where I just didn't want to talk about Moscow being in the playoffs and all, or like what Moscow was doing in the playoffs. So I'm probably just going to stick to that this season as well, where I'm not going to really discuss a whole bunch of stuff from Moscow or make any bold statements that likely will not happen if I say them. So, yeah. Um, BHL playoffs, that's all that. Cool beans. Um, one, one thing that I've sort of had on my mind recently has actually been a little more focused on a lot of the other tournaments that are going on. <sighs> Another big yawn. Oh, man, I had trouble waking up this morning. I was, like, super tired. I don't know why. I went to bed at, like, 12.45 or something. Like, a pretty normal time for me. Like, you dare say, even a little bit early. Um... But, yeah, the amount of sims and whatever that we have in the off season to me seems a little bit of overkill. And, yeah, it's been pointed out that, you know, each of these things, the JST, the Pro-Am, World Junior Championship, World Cup, they all have different purposes. Um, some of them are very niche nets. Some of them have very large nets. Some of them are hyper-focused. But I think that at some point in the middle there, we've sort of lost a little bit of the purpose. And not saying that any of these new tournaments like the JST or Pro-Am are, are bad things. In fact, I really enjoy that they exist. But from a specific lens towards World Cup, I'm not really sure if, you know, if we have these... JSTs for for new folks for like new creates under like the the VHLM cap if we're gearing something towards all of those and we also have the Pro-Am which is the widest net possible it's literally anyone who wants to participate can participate so between the JST and the Pro-Am anyone who wants to participate in Sims in any given off season as long as they're made aware of whatever they're eligible for they will have a place to play. They will have a place to watch themselves sim. And I think the Pro-Am as well starts up towards the end of... Or actually, I think the, the draft started last night or something like that. I don't know. I've got like every channel in there muted. Except like announcements. Um, but yeah, I think like, like the draft or something started last night. So even that like Sims probably won't get going for a few more days because they have to, you know, get ratings on every player, and create an index and all. Um, but, you know, it's it's a thing where anyone like the purpose of these Sims were, were, were to give people who want something to do in the offseason something to do in the offseason. And there's, in my opinion, Prom was a very nice way that people literally just got to opt into, hey, I want to participate in in games, so let me sign up for Pro-Am, right? Like, it seems like a pretty, pretty logical and, like, straightforward, like, event, 
and it's also not hosted by the league formally, which is which is pretty cool because it doesn't put any of that unnecessary stress on onto the league staff who need to coordinate another event. Like it's completely non-staff run or mostly non-staff run. So that's where like I I find that kind of tournament cool to meet the the like concern of hey if once people get eliminated from the playoffs what do they have to do and i think that the jst and the pro am for people who either get knocked out really early in the am or join too late to sign with an m team or you know are are just pretty new and might need a second set of hands apart from their own gm or their own agm to help them out I think the JST is very important. And then anyone who's like, hey, I'm bored in the offseason and I want to be a part of some games and be part of, like, meet some new folks, that's what the program is good for. So naturally, as you might see where this is leading, my concern lies more in the World Junior Championships and the World Cup then because I feel like the World Cup and the World Juniors are decently higher stake tournaments right and we move the world junior championships from every other season you know alternating with the world cup to every season so that we can get more of those younger players involved in the off season once they you know got eliminated from playoffs but now we have these other opportunities for not only young players but the pro which is for everyone but generally geared towards higher TPE players who can kind of dominate on on the ice. It's it's a little more of like a do have we lost a little bit of like the I don't know what the proper word is. But has the attention and the value of the World Junior Championship and like the World Cup have those sort of been lost because we've like, you know, made the World Juniors every season instead of every other season. And I think that they've tweaked with with the Caps a lot, and sometimes they just don't get any attention whatsoever. But then you see the reaction of, like, people regarding the, the IIHF World Junior Championships, like the ones that were just canceled, and people are really passionate about that. And, like, it, it kind of makes you think a little bit, like, hey, why are people so passionate about, you know, the real life? And uh, obviously, like, like it's, a, it's a little bit of a stretch to, like, go and compare the real IIHF, WG, WJC to like, our fake Simling one. But when you see that people are so excited about the real one, it kind of makes you think about why, why isn't ours also getting hyped up or looked forward to as much like why aren't people as proud or as interested yeah interest might be a better word rather than hyped or proud or whatever because it's a simile why aren't people more interested in the world juniors here in the VHL so I think maybe we need to start looking at reducing the frequency a bit because initially it was simply a gap to you know kill time give people something to do in in an off season and now that we have a decent amount of options 
we don't necessarily need that World Juniors every off season because like it ends, we go into off season, we start a regular season. Everyone's really hyped about the regular season. They're really mad, and then the people who are ready are like super excited for playoffs. The people who are mad just want the season to end. And then there's just like the World Juniors that are just kind of awkwardly tossed in there, and and it's not really a fault of the, of the World Juniors. There's really no better time to really do it. Um, but then yeah, like it through the hustle and bustle of the off season, people are participating in the the JST. People are participating in in pro am. You know, the World Juniors just sort of loses a little bit of that appeal and that novelty and that excitement and it's difficult because the the people who would generally get hired for the world junior jobs i'm pretty sure they're the ones who end up getting that ha- that have been getting hired for the jst and the program jobs at least looking at you know the five the 10 total hires across those two tournaments People generally looked looked at the World Juniors to be like, hey, this is where you get your GMing start. It's where I got my GMing start. My class was me, Zetterberg, uh, Zyrox16, Ferk, and Spencer Elsby. So it was like, all in all, I mean, a pretty, pretty solid group of five. I think everyone was active in like some capacity in like 2021 as well, like a good year year and year and a half after we all joined which was pretty pretty cool to see but i don't know i feel like we just need to figure out a way to get a little more interest and novelty back into the world juniors and even the world cup i feel like the world cup gets even duller sometimes than the world juniors but yeah, and also that 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 sort of ties me into another point about pipe like the the pipeline almost or like the natural progression of GM positions which is a little difficult to necessarily pinpoint and obviously you don't want to make it very specific and say hey this is what we expect like this is the developmental cycle that we expect from everyone as like a in their GM careers to go from here to here to here or to follow this path. Like it's never that cut and dry. People get hired after just like a season of being in the league. Some people, it takes them many, many seasons to finally get, get hired for some of these VHL GM jobs and stuff like that. So there's always a bit of variability as to how these work. But I know that I've definitely disagreed with at least the notion of how some of these league jobs are geared geared towards or, like, how they're necessarily hired. Um, I think anyone who knows me knows that I will shout to the rooftops that the VHLM is not an entry-level job. But unfortunately, because of the amount of turnover in the past, because people get pulled from VHLM jobs to the VHL or people are just people get too burnt out with development that people start in the VHLM and then can't do it much longer. Just what happens. So then my ne- my next thought was then, hey, what if we made the VHLE league the entry-level league? 
because and, I, and I'll, honestly i'm pretty sure like i've covered this in a podcast before like maybe in the sparkcast one two or three one of those around that time but i definitely said that the e should have been the entry level job because you've got a bit of competing so there's still you need to be smart with your trades you're not setting your team up for as like your future isn't as long like your cycle isn't as long as the VHL where you know each player could could spend up to nine seasons within your organization in some form or the other um but it, it's also not that bad in the VHL where it's like you know you would generally expect two seasons maybe you would have a three season or something in there as well so there's a decent amount of variability in there and you still get to make your trades your deals whatever you got to do but then there's also a bit of a development factor in there where you need to be getting these people out of the VHL and get them into the VHL and some folks you just can't do that for like they don't want to they don't even give you the the time but there's still a degree of retention and engagement in there that you need in order to be a VHL MGM and i think that because you have so many of those two balancing factors between the VHL and the VHLE that it's honestly a pretty good job for someone who wants to get into GMing but doesn't quite know hey am i better suited for development or am i better suited for winning games the VHLE seems like a pretty good spot for people to do that and it's also like when you're hiring people who are new to GMing they're very fresh, they're very active, they're very passionate. Like they bring that kind of energy that you want when you're trying to get a league off the ground, get it more hyped up, get it more accepted and and all of that pizzazz. Like you want those fresh perspectives. Um you you want those people who are still very high energy that haven't yet been tainted by a bunch of jerks that keep crying about the VHLE. So, yeah, that's what I thought. But then even taking a step beyond that, the World Juniors and the World Cup seem like the absolutely most natural this is your first job kind of deal. Like work retail at a McDonald's kind of job. Where like it's novel simply for the fact that you get to call yourself a GM. Like how when you're working your first job, you're working your first job. Like it's somewhat significant. So working that like world juniors job as like your first GM job seems natural, right? It's like you're representing your country, but at the same time, it is very much a, we will hold your hand and teach you how to, how to like, you know, send lines in STHS. We will like, give you all the tools you need to succeed like literally babying you in world juniors and even world cup like you don't need any sths experience to be doing that stuff you just need to be able to like open the application and even for me i had difficulty like i i was on a mac when i first got my like uh season 71 world junior championships for canada job like I was on a Mac and I had to do some like really stupid funky workarounds to get it to work on the Mac and it worked for a little bit, which is pretty cool. And then Mac just goes and updates like every other week. So then everything stopped working. But 
Yeah, like, I feel like that's a pretty simple natural progression that we could all be using. And it would make sense, but also not guarantee jobs because it's not guaranteed that if you're in the VHLE and you show and like you say, hey, I'm more interested in uh, going up to the VHL, like, sure, that's great. Oh my God, why is a dude walking in the middle of the road? Oh my God. Bro, it's 8.42 on a Monday morning. It's too early for your bullshit, dude. But yeah, obviously VHL jobs are still very competitive. But I think that at least, you know, establishing where people are, like, ready to get out of jobs or where where, where the real cycling of jobs is going to happen makes it a little easier. I get from, like, a VHLE perspective, it's a little bit disappointing to be the place where it's like, hey, we're going to be cycling these GMs out really quickly because anytime there's an opening in the VHLM or the VHLE or VHLM or the, or the VHL, we're going to be pulling people from the VHLE. Um, but then I also want to say that that's not really necessary. Like you don't have to be pulling people out from the VHLE anytime you want to make a hire. It's really for the newer folks. And we also have a lot of veteran folks who are often saying, Hey, I'd, I'd like to reapply for, for jobs. Like Beavis has been, has like recently applied, um, Viper applied, Fonzie applied, Dills applied. You're not going to go and put them all in the VHLE. It wouldn't make any sense. you generally know what you're getting from all of these people and you know what their knowledge of GMing or AGMing and all that sort of stuff is because they've done it quite a bit in the past. The VHLE is solely a mechanic or in my opinion would solely be a mechanic for people newer to GMing who don't have seasons of management in the VHL accrued up in, in the past. So it, yeah, Mutually for new folks to learn how to GM and also learn about what they're passionate about. I think it'd be pretty cool. So yeah, that's my overall thought. We need to make the international tournaments a little more interesting and valued. And I'd like to see their frequencies reduced going back to every other season just so that when it comes back around, everyone's not like, again, it felt like it was yesterday. Um, and then also sort of set up a little more of a hierarchy in terms of how do you expect newcomers, at the least, to be moving around the VHL management or VHL GM ranks so that they know, you know, this is where you start your career out. And then the VHL is basically a nice test to see, hey, do you have more of an aptitude for competing or more of an aptitude for development? Because some people will find that they actually really like being in the VHLM. As we saw this season, Sam and Minion swapped because Minion preferred to compete, Sam preferred to develop. And I think that that's really great that both of them understood what they wanted to. <laughs> Big yawns. First thing I'm going to do when I get to work is get a coffee. I'm almost there. But yeah, I, I think it's really cool that people kind of realize, hey, this is what I prefer to do and this is where I prefer to do it. <clears throat> um whether I think everyone is necessarily ready for the rules that they're signing up for is a different question, but at least the fact that people are like both of them understood, Hey, this is what I'd rather do. And people are like, let's make it happen. 
So yeah, that's all for the main content today. Um, I don't have anything to shout out. I feel like eventually I could be putting in like sponsorships for like Team Clue or Team. I think the new one is like Team Risk is like what Gritty's doing. Team Risk, and I think like Nurks is doing Scrabble or some bullshit. Oh boy, they're they're not even like after Clue. They're not even fun like brandings anymore. Uh, but a, I really hope at some point a bunch of you guys get slapped for like copyright infringement. I would laugh so hard. It would make my day. But yeah, well, eventually I can put like sponsorships in here. Honestly, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be getting sponsorships from Anchor uh, for for podcasts, but I literally never got one. So I have not done an ad read or anything because Anchor is like, you're not good enough to be making money. Which is fair. I think this is this is gonna be the Spartcast like seven, eight, and even then I think the Spartan and Fishy show only had like seven or eight episodes as well. So kind of I mean hey, in like two years, like fifteen episodes isn't isn't that bad. I think it's pretty respectable. But you know, people and Anchor have decided, hey, we're not going to let you monetize anything. You just get like 20 cents when three people listen to your podcast, which is a little sad, but it's whatever. Anyways, I'm at work. Thank you for listening. I'm going to be trying to post this here in the morning. So maybe you guys will actually get this uploaded to Spotify and we'll have something to listen to um, earlier in the day for you shindigs. Instead of having to wait until tomorrow morning after you go to sleep at like 5 p.m. our time. But yeah, thank you for listening. 25 minutes, 26 on the dot. Goodbye.